Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right, well, we are back sooner than expected. We are not wearing the appropriate attire, probably, uh, although I am more formally dressed up. Anytime I am looking something similar to this, you can tell I am doing the rounds, which means something somewhat prominent has happened in the world of IS Roma. And that is, of course, today we find ourselves, uh, well, some lamenting, others, uh, I-, I won't say loudly cheering, but uh, certainly split reaction to Roma and their decision to sack Jose Mourinho before we get into the absolute chaos that has enveloped over the previous 48 hours. A thank you to our newest patrons over at Patreon, Bryce Gibbons, Rogerio, Matthew Hudak, and Francesco Rosati. Thank you to all four of you who have to be at least partially partially sick, wanting to join uh, within hours of Jose Mourinho having been uh, sacked by Roma. Nonetheless, sick or not sick, no matter what your level of depravity is, we welcome and love all. If you would like to join, patreon.com slash Roma Press. And of course, the video version of the podcast on YouTube at IS Roma Press. Like, subscribe, all of that good stuff. And we apologize. The previous episode was out of... Uh, what was uh, the tech team had an off day, clearly. Uh, so this one has to go better. It can't go worse. Um, I, I don't even know where to start, Andy. Uh, f- to begin, I, I I got the news, obviously, of uh, Jose Mourinho. You were asleep. And when, when no, I, I wasn't. So here, here, here's <laughs> what, what bothered me, because I said this. A couple of times in the previous episodes, they, they somebody at Roma had to have listened at least in passing and heard me say this and said, "You know what? We're going to give to him the middle finger." Um, there were rumblings of this after Milan in the immediate aftermath, and then we go uh, one full day, nothing happens. It seems okay. Yeah. Well, perhaps they're going to let this go out, and I, I, I specifically at a very specific time i messaged to uh, my contact at roma one of the one of the heads of media and communication and i just said listen help me out here nothing's going to happen between now and the middle of the night correct and he goes no i don't think so i i, I, I really don't think so something was going to happen just having read that um but then in the middle of the night I'm having one of those odd dreams. Any many people will be able to relate to this. I'm having one of those odd dreams that's where you when you take one of those medications that is uh, uh, designed to help you fall asleep through the night, um, like an acetaminophen, but it's designed for nighttime. You have the weirdest and most bizarre dreams. I, I I don't know what the correlation is, but it was one of those dreams. And I I've I've taken an exhaustive study. Every single male on planet Earth has had this exact dream where you are fighting somebody and you're punching them, but it is doing nothing, doing no damage. It is doing no damage. Every single person has had a dream such as that. Um, I was in the middle of one of those dreams. And of course, I I get up from uh, having delivered 1,000 blows to somebody and doing no damage. um, And I get the word just before Roma come down with the official news. They they gave everyone a heads up before they put down the press release. Um, I... I don't know what happened between those uh, those very few hours between the loss to Milan and uh, early this morning. Was it something that came after Dan Friedkin met with Jose Mourinho? Because it was Dan Friedkin who uh, uh, was the one to deliver the news to uh, Jose Mourinho that he was going to be dismissed, which in a way disappointed me, Andy, because just the vision you and i we both have these very baby faces okay well so does ryan friedkin and in my mind i i i had this vision at trigoria of there is jose Mourinho, 58 59 years of age something like that and, and ryan friedkin right, who's the same age He's yeah, the big, okay. big so, so, so 60 uh, and then a man a, a, a man half of his age who does not look his age whatsoever in Ryan Friedkin. They've 
vice president of, uh, of Roma walking in and saying, you know what, Jose, it's time to go. We appreciate what you've done, but the results are just not up to it lately. I I, I just had this, this early 30s guy who, who again, has the same blessing or curse, depending on your outlook of you and I, how we, we, just, we have baby faces. It's okay. Going in and delivering the news to this guy almost twice his age. It wasn't him who did it. Again, Dan Friedkin came down from the throne, so to speak, uh, to uh, make his voice known and deliver the news to him that it was over after two and a half years. I, I, we'll go through what this means or how we view his two and a half years. We will obviously talk about his replacement, but let's just start out with immediate reaction because it was split. It, I, I mean, truly, truly, there are very few, th- well, not very few, but there are very few times where you have people on the side of an issue for Roma where it, it, it's gray. You have like the Romanisti, we, we I talked about it previously in older, older episodes, like the 1.0 and then the 2.0. You have factions of Roma supporters. But in this case, it wasn't like that. It was this was black and this is white. I'm happy he's gone. I'm mad he's gone. Very few kind of lingered in the middle, which is kind of where I, I find myself, to be honest with you. Um, but what is your immediate reaction? Because mine is. I can understand the decision. Um, but if I want to be hypocritical, where I said in the previous episode, where I can't understand somebody having a balanced view after that Milan match, saying, okay, well, it's only five points. It, truly, even if you lose tonight to to, uh, to Milan at San Siro, okay, but you are still technically in the race. And at a time like this, when you decide to sack the manager, I still find myself saying, you technically were still and are still in the race for top four, so... If you want to talk about the gamble, this, um, I mean, what you, you would know better than I, what was the worst film put out by the Friedkin group? It, it, it's almost like, okay. The, the right we, now, we have, no, no, they haven't had a, 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 a remarkably bad. No, they are actually investing money in Oscar winners. So, well, well, the, what, in what, terms the, of it, gross revenues, what, what, what is the highest? Parasite? Well, probably, yes, because it was a global phenomenon. So, yeah, but Dan Friedkin directed a, a small movie called The Last Vermeer that <laughs> nobody saw, so maybe we can mention that. But otherwise, I mean, they've they've produced The Killers of the Flower Moon by Scorsese recently. Um, Friedkin also helped with the production of Dunkirk by, by Christopher Noah. So when it comes to movies, which, they're... Which- which bore one of the best memes of Dan they, Friedkin. They yeah, got, they they got a yes. Well, with the plane and all, yeah. They 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 have a they have a pretty good uh, feeling about movies at least. So that's uh, wait. Did, I thought they did Parasite. I, maybe I am wrong. Well, didn't they? You know, I mean, John, they will never say a Dan Friedkin production. They, you know, it's 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 money that you invest in. in okay, uh, well, as an executive producer, or you know, it's. You're involved, but external. Clearly, I know nothing then. Nonetheless, this is them putting a ton of money into like a film and hoping, you know, crossing their fingers. It it, it is going to work. It was in the first place. It was in the first place. Correct. 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 When you, so when you, I, I find myself again, I, I, I fully admit hands, um, hands, hands fully in the air where I find myself saying, okay. I can't disagree with the notion of wanting to sack Jose Mourinho. If we just base off things that have happened over the previous four weeks, Roma are well within reason, are well within their rights to do so. Man, that is a large gamble, though, to do it now. And you can't talk of this decision without discussing the replacement. I mean, they're intertwined. One is completely linked to the other. If I didn't have the, I won't say misfortune because that uh, that, that might lose us a guest of uh, a guest to come on here once more. I unfortunately watched every single one of Daniele De Rossi's matches at Spal, 
And I don't want to be too harsh because uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Tacopino, will make an appearance you on here at some like point 20, soon. You watched like 20 Serie B games in a row? I did. I watched every single okay. one of them. No, I, um, I, I was... Tactically, you know, man. Um, patient. I didn't know you. You belong to <laughs> you belong to some Shutter Island stuff. I mean... You, I, listen, man, once you watch Roma, you, you begin to embrace the depravity of your mind. Um, uh, tactically with Spal, uh, it, it was is, is uh, our good friend Jota Copina still still the owner of Spal, or or is he gone? Of course he is, man. Oh, okay, Come I on. didn't know that. I'm sorry. I just know clearly you are not watching Serie C. This he's recently <laughs> he's been recently photographed with Asa Procchi because he's the guy's lawyer. So that's. Well, if you look at his client list, he has some some interesting, remarkable uh, ones. Well, and uh, Matthew Drinkwater, I I mean, some good ones. But anyway, um, we can we will get to De Rossi uh, momentarily. But I I mean, truly, I this is not me trying to be a coward and not take a strong stance. But again, I, I always try to take a nuanced approach because I think in life, very few things are so black and white. If you are not able to see both points of view, you are missing half of an argument, in my opinion. I'm pretty sure you stole that from me. I, I think that's I I, I said that. If I did steal that from you, I pretty sure. something like that. All this nuance thing, because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always get told, you know, well, you're you're kissing Jose Mourinho's ass, so on and so forth. Of but course, listen, of course, and that's but, but, but listen, for, right now, right now, yeah. I I I have to at least have in my mind, if I want to be fair, the guy who was saying. Well, even if you lose tonight against Milan, you are still technically in the race for top yes, four. And that yes, is still yes, true. Yes. That is still true. So this is a risk. Would it be one I personally would have taken if yeah. I were Dan Freakin? Probably not. No. But there is a flip. clearly there, is there was something he did not like. There is, there is a flip side to that statement. You know, you're still in the race. So what can you do? You either keep on going with Mourinho, hoping that it, comes around the way it came around in previous seasons or you take a gamble and uh and maybe with some new energies uh, a new voice mm. you get out of it you know you do something um and you are able to to pull something out of out of nothing out of a magic hat um my my first reaction uh I'm not going to quote Matteo Renzi on this so but uh, <laughs> my first <laughs> My first reaction this morning was very similar to my reaction was when Mourinho was appointed in the first place. I was like, is somebody playing tricks on us? Like, <laughs> this is a fake account today. Because as always, with the Friedkins, you never really know until it hits you, until the moment comes where they communicate it officially. So even when I was doing the review for the morning press that we usually release on the website, I translated from Italian to English. I was looking through all these articles and I even published an article that said Antonio Conte is a possibility now in January, you know, and I was like, well, that's uh, not going to happen. This is a guy who's well known for rejecting uh, offers midseason and and especially after that uh, experience with Tottenham. And... uh, And so I was looking and all of a sudden this news pops out and I, 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 I... I don't really know how to feel about it. Um, I had conflicting feelings because I think it's uh, it's disappointing to see this come to an end. I don't think this is a, a, a an end that fits uh, all the things that Mourinho brought to the club, and um, and it is a huge gamble on the part of uh, of the Friedkins. It's a huge gamble for. Uh, Mourinho's replacement because De Rossi, uh, this is practically his first real coaching experience given mm, his short-lived spell at Spal. Um, and I think it's uh, what what we're seeing is uh, for better or worse, it's owner owners taking matters into their own hands for such a long time. Yes. I kept hearing that Palotta needs to be in Rome. For such a long time, <laughs> I heard that Palotta needs to pull the trigger, needs to take a decision, needs to take a stance, do this, do that. You know, especially remember with Garcia, that whole situation with when when Roma hesitated for like 
two, three months. And it was because the ownership at that time didn't want to take a stance. There were conflicting views within the club. And so what happened today is the owners not liking the situation, going against the current, and uh, and deciding that it's necessary, that there is too much at stake. There is still a lot to squeeze out of this team. Please get into Capello. I, I'm, I'm and, uh, I know you're getting <laughs> well, there. Come on. Yes, no, but I'm, yeah, well, Capello, Capello is a whole <laughs> different thing because uh, Capello is the, the, the classic example of a senile old pundit who is not a coach anymore, has not been a coach in God knows how long, and, uh, yes. and talks about, you know, ownership lacking respect when he was the first one to lack respect to the ownership of Rome at the time by 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 yes. running away uh, in the middle of the night and joining their arch rivals Juventus in those years and um so he's yeah, the he last would have one. preferred that he didn't like the style of Friedkin in their handling he's the of last this. one he's the last one Break. to talk and this decision just like appointing Mourinho will have a lot of talking heads and I, I I'm already feeling like a lot of the fans have turned back the clock to to Palotta years where, I mean, even today we saw fans outside Trigoria with like leaflets, you know, calling Friedkin a pig and stuff like that. And I just think that is so childish because if there is a moment to band together as fans, if there is a moment to, to support the club, you, you know, you can have contrasting views. You can have a, a different outlook on this situation. I'm not here to tell you how to feel about Mourinho leaving or Mourinho possibly staying on. That's for you to 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 think about. Um, but if there's if there is a time to to not to not go out of your way to to you know to discourage the people that are working for the club is right now. It is right now when there is a lot of uncertainty, when there is a, an inexperienced manager, a, a club legend coming, you know, into this situation that probably nobody wanted. So because right. it's like that, it's do you want to stick with Mourinho and possibly seeing this team plummet because he because when we came here after the derby and M- Milan we felt like the team was helpless. The team was flat. Mm. It was not responding. So when people say, well, but so many players liked him, it's one thing to like the coach. It's one thing to respect him and to be friends with him and to, to look up to him. But if you're not showing that you understand what he's trying to convey to you on the pitch, and it showed this was the case for Roma. Yes. And that is very worrying in the long run. So for the Friedkins was, do you want to stick with Mourinho and potentially see this team continue to plummet down the table? Or do you want to take a major gamble, but with the potential upside of seeing this team have some new life breathed into them and, uh, and still maintain some form of peace with the fan base. Because as long as De Rossi is there, the fans will show up, right? Because that's what Mourinho brought to us. That's why I said yes. I felt sad because I think Mourinho, you may like him, you may not like him, gave this club that long-gone enthusiasm that we had forgotten in God knows how long because... This type of energy, this type of dynamic was not there no. throughout Luciano Spalletti, Eusebio Di Francesco, uh, even Claudio Ranieri. It was not there. That connection was not there. I, I, I can only think of maybe the first Rui Garcia where it was even slightly comparable, that excitement. But here, yes. the excitement was regardless of the results. The, the the Rudy Garcia team was flying. This team was did not fly. This this team struggled. And it's it's fair to recognize it. So I'm not here to rewrite history. I'm not going to pretend like Mourinho gave us the greatest results in the history of the sport. He brought us a trophy. He helped us to a trophy. He helped us to a, a European final. He gave us some of the worst league records in the history of of the club. Um, So, you know, in the good and the bad, but the excitement, that bond that was built over these last two and a half years, to me, I I really failed to recollect anything that came close to that. So, and that's been huge for Roma. That's been huge for Roma. No matter what decision they took, 
The fact that the fans show up for Romelu Lukaku at the airport is because he's coming over for Jose Mourinho. The fan, the way the fans fill the streets for Paulo Dybala is also because Mourinho was there in the first place. And, and I feel like now, with Mourinho gone, you lose that kind of balance that allowed yeah. a line of communication. But you have Daniele De Rossi. So it's... Obviously, it's a great PR move. Obviously, yeah. it's a great PR move. The unification but candidate, yeah? It's, it's, it's a great PR move, but yes, Mourinho was also a great PR move. Mourinho was Correct. a move of, hey, here is this world-renowned, one of the greatest coaches in the history of the sport. You're Roma, and yet here you are. And what Mourinho brings, even at that time, after being sacked by Tottenham, was... A global spotlight. All of a sudden, Roma were back to the world map. They were back to being uh, competitive, even on and off the pitch. People just, with Mourinho there, people expected Roma to be competitive. People wanted Roma to be competitive with Mourinho. So he brought that edge. He brought that excitement. And now with, with Daniele De Rossi, you have the complete opposite. You have a newbie. You have somebody who's... Who, who is just learning the basics. Um, but the truth of the matter is, and to me this is very important because because, uh, because Filippo Biafora of Il Tempo, our good friend, said something to me. It was very worrying and may explain what happened. Um, Filippo Biafora of Il Tempo today at the radio said that a week ago some players complained to uh, to Ryan Friedkin, to Vice President, because he's usually there. Dan is not always there. Free, Ryan is. He's sort of the intermediate. Uh, and uh, they complained to Ryan Friedkin about how they felt playing under Mourinho on the pitch. You know, how they felt they didn't like what was going on. They didn't like how the team moved. And you can see that in the Milan loss, the players are arguing on the pitch. Yes. Zaleski, instead, yes. Zaleski, instead of running towards Teo Hernandez, runs away from him. He runs him. away. Yeah. So <laughs> Someone did a screenshot of when you look at the spacing, I think it was the first goal, man. It is some of the most egregious shit. It's the awful. the, the spacing awful. and positioning. It's it's... But but it hints mm. at something that is is there. And and you can be the greatest coach in the sport. The moment you lose the connection with the locker room regardless of your accomplishments, you cannot continue. Just like Carlo Ancelotti, great coach, walks into the Napoli team, you know, Napoli players stop responding to him. You have to be Correct. gone. It's it, it, unfortunate. That's the sport. So that is my reaction. That is my reaction. My reaction is, hey, here we have a new life. With De Rossi, because life doesn't end. Life doesn't end for Mourinho after Roma. Mourinho is going to have an, uh, another team to join. Mourinho is going to have continue to have a career, just the same way Roma will continue to be a club, regardless of who's general manager or who's manager. Um, you mean these takes on Twitter of people saying so and so is finished or Roma is finished, no more relevancy? Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, go, go back to yeah, being brain dead stuff, club. man. Give me a break. Come on, be serious. I know. I, I found a comment uh, comment on. Uh, on, on Twitter, no, on YouTube, after one of the, our videos. And maybe it was uh, under uh, my live stream from earlier today where it said, uh, yeah, nice, go back to being a mid-table club. I'm sorry, where are we right now? <laughs> right. Wait, where yeah. are we right now? So, right, right. So Daniele right. De Rossi walks into this situation with zero experience. Basically. He's the opposite of Mourinho. Friedkins go the whole other way. And I understand because for the most part, this, this preoccupation stems from the fact that all of a sudden they pulled the trigger. All of a yes. sudden, here, here's a bunch of owners who actually went out of their way and made a decision that fit their agenda. Okay. They didn't listen to the fan base. They didn't, they, they, they didn't wait. They didn't think, well, is it, they could have, they could have taken this action sooner in the summer came to the conclusion, hey, listen, held the confrontation with Mourinho either before 
Budapest or after Budapest, where it was like, listen, no matter what happens in Budapest, we part ways and yes. we are friends and we go each. So I would have, I think Mourinho's story should have ended in Budapest. It would have been a beautiful story. It would have yes. been a beautiful fairy tale ending, no matter the outcome. Even with that loss, if Mourinho walks away from it, it looks good. It looks good because it shows that he's given it all. And instead, I think Mourinho just pushed himself, went against his own instinct. Remember, he gathered all those players at full time in Budapest and told them, if I'm staying, it's because I'm staying for you. And that feeling was clearly a feeling dictated by him going against his own instinct. Mourinho probably would have walked away from, from, uh, from Roma at that instance. But his connection with, with those yeah. players prompted him to, to go against his own instinct and then begin his third season in the club. And unfortunately, that connection was no longer there. Something broke in Budapest. Roma never addressed it. Mourinho never addressed it. And so hence, this is the delayed reaction to that. This is the delayed reaction. But it is a reaction. It is a remarkable reaction in the sense of this is a very unpredictable decision that can pay off. It can lead to trouble, but it can pay off. And life continues even with Daniele De Rossi on the bench. 100%. And the issue, okay, that I and you have had with this Roma over the previous, what, months? Even the Napoli victory. The thing we have had the problem with, and I think you can find no better metaphor or summary of the issues this team has had than Last week in the Coppa Italia, you show nothing, you show no effort, you show no fight, you show no spirit, uh, nothing. It is a nothing performance. It's a zero of a performance against Lazio. The one thing for the questions you may have of Daniele De Rossi, which I have plenty, I have plenty, uh, particularly from a technical, tactical point of view and how he is able to set up the team. You know, with him in charge at minimum, at, 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 at minimum. You may not get the tactical uh, uh, acumen as you would everybody else, but at minimum, I, I, I can guarantee you, you are going to have the effort. You are going to have the spirit and the fight. Okay. I We know that I won't have to worry about him shoving. Uh, you know, if someone is not up to it, he will take his foot and shove it straight into their backside. Because if there is one thing that we know about Daniele De Rossi, the guy will fight. Uh, or did fight, regardless of the match, regardless of the moment. Uh, I mean, even when Roma are shit, he's still slapping uh, the opposition in the face. And even though he's conceding a penalty, he's at least showing something. I won't. I, I won't have to worry about that. Or I should say, I, I, I won't be concerned that the manager might not be able to get these guys up. If you look at the photos, and this is the romanticism of it all, yeah? Roma putting out all these photos of the man coming back home, the reunion, the homecoming, whichever way you want to put it. The romanticism of this specific decision is its captivating. I, I mean, regardless of what you think of this decision. You... No, it's, it's pure Roma. I don't understand. You yes. know, people, yes. people complain, they find, oh, these Americans are taking away. No, this is pure Roma. This is pure right. Roma. Right. The this idea is... of... You know, for so long, Roma fans were like, well, De Rossi in the future, he'll join us. No, he joined us now. He joins us now because, <laughs> right. there, because there's nobody else. It's like with Ranieri coming back in 2018, 2019. Exactly. Who else, exactly. else is going to come and save us? Well, here's this guy from Testaccio, the, the, the local kid from the block who almost won a Scudetto. Uh, in 2010. And here he is coming back to save us. The same thing comes here. De Rossi, a name, a young name, one of those uh, players from that generation of Gattuso, Pirlo, who tried their luck. Um, in my opinion, the main difference is De Rossi is a very smart person. Yeah, well, yeah, and no one will... You can say a lot of things Gattuso about you can you can say a lot of things about Pirlo being an intelligent player. You can say a lot of things about Gattuso as an intelligent player, but De Rossi is an intelligent person. So yes, to, for me, 
in this situation, that matters more than De Rossi as a player. What De Rossi could bring to this situation as a as a as a, as a coach, reflecting on his career as a player, is one thing. But I'm interested in him bringing his intelligence as a person to the situation. And by this, I mean De Rossi knows fully well what the situation is. He's yes. not fooling himself. His contract is valid until June. There is no option. There is just a bonus. There's nothing more to it. It's just him returning to Roma in an emergency situation. He's been there as a player. He's witnessed these things. He's played under several coaches. He's been there in 2012, 2013. He's been there in 2018, 2019 when Ranieri came in. It was the final 12 games of his career as a Roma player, right? He retires with with Ranieri uh, on the sideline with, you know, watching him in that final game. I believe it was against Parma. So that's... He knows. He's come from that reality. So he's not fooling himself. He's not coming here with false expectations. Um, If it works out for him, great. He's got a a, a magnificent story to tell. If it doesn't, the respect... There's no ugly divorce. No, there's nothing. You know, I see people from the outside saying, well, I I, I don't... (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't tarnish his his reputation. What what are you talking about? He knows the situation. Come on. There's nothing nothing there to be tarnished. The the relationship with De Rossi will remain intact regardless of what happens. He can have the worst stretch of his career or the best. It's going to be the same. Because the the bond is there, the situation is the is the way it is. It, it it requires somebody to take over. I don't see, you know, I can understand the worry that people have that you throw a young coach and he's gonna lose his way. But who it else do you throw? You know, now. it's I, it's a it's a no way out situation. It's like it's like in that year of of 2018, 2019. If it's Correct. not Ranieri, who is it? You know, is it Yakini? Is it Del Neri? <laughs> I mean, no. This is it's 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 like 2004, 2005. Who takes over if not Bruno Conti? Who takes Correct. over? No. So you're th- exactly th- right. This is what I'm saying: is people interpret this as a life or death situation. No, football changes. Nothing ends. Mourinho was great, and I will be forever thankful to him. Uh, I look back to some of the greatest moments of, of my lifetime as a Roma fan, some of the greatest joys and some of really the greatest emotions just overall, not even positive ones, but just so intense. It was very intense. We were granted permission to watch as this team climbed its way its way through Europe, okay? We right. saw how this team went from being a team that was scared of their opponents to being a team that was in full control of their uh, their path in Europe. We saw this team face uh, some of the great sides in Europe and beat odds and go go and and, and come back and and complete really remarkable feats and and always always challenging our expectations where we begin the season with a certain set of expectations Roma say no we got you we're going to do this okay we let Bodo beat us 6-1. Well, you know what? We're <laughs> going to face them later on and we're going to beat them. Or like Correct. Feyenoord last year. Guess what? You're meeting the finalists, the team that you faced in the Conference League final. And you know what? You're going to lose the first leg and then you're going to go back home and you're going to win in extra time. Now, how romantic is that? Okay. And those are things that are possible with Mourinho. Mourinho did that. I think when I look back on his, his stretch... This this third season, unfortunately, is marked by a lot of disappointing displays. Last season, you have those beautiful, tough, really tough games where you just read your opponent so well that it, it's imp- it, the game is over from the first minute. And I'm thinking of Real Sociedad. I'm thinking yeah, of Sociedad Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer Leverkusen. Where, where those two are so, so laser focused, so efficient. You 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 just cut through the opponent right away, just mentally. And same thing for that Feyenoord win, where it's it's like Roma just took them by storm. And and then this season was more difficult. This season, what jumps at me 
is that defeat at Genoa. And I think if yes, there was a time to pull the trigger, that was a catalyst of this season, if, man. If there you was, could feel it too. If there was a time to pull the trigger earlier than this, it was after that defeat, because yes. that really felt like a major event in Mourinho's tenure at the club. That felt like one of those losses that you don't forget so easily. That was not that. normal. And we said it at the time too, by the way. Yes, it, there was something said, in that where it, it was not despite, normal. We said it despite the scoreline feeling oddly familiar to that scoreline against Udinese last season. Remember, we had that we got that beating 4-0 to zero by Udinese, but that beating felt casual. The loss to Genoa felt like a, a really strong low point for Mourinho yes. at Roma. And then this most recent, the, the final cry of battle against Napoli. That was that was the, the last moment of pure joy that Mourinho afforded us. That was the last moment where we saw a team uh, dominate the opponent, That where we saw a team not hesitate, not question itself. We saw a team that was organized and that was fired up. And I think when I look back on it, that is the last match that I want to remember as uh, as Mourinho was in charge. Uh, a, a, a final cry of battle of a Roma team that had shown promise, but perhaps misread the situation and continued and extended what shouldn't have continued and been extended. I think you put perfectly what his legacy is at Roma. I mean, obviously we have the Conference League, but to have this shift in total mentality, I mean, for us to go from at least I speak for myself when I say this. Roma going into a European fixture or a European tie, okay, against a big club. We were just some years ago at the point where it's like, okay, well, I I, I don't want us to concede seven tonight. I don't want to concede that. And anything beyond that is fantastic. It, it, it is it, it is the cherry atop the Sunday, so to speak. Just don't let us concede seven goals. To be at the point now where and this is where some people lose me when you can hate Jose Mourinho all you want. But when I hear some people say, well, tactically, he's just not up to it anymore. He's not a modern manager. I am sorry. You cannot watch those two ties against Real Sociedad and Bayer Leverkusen and tell me the guy does not know what he is doing tactically. Yes, he may have some uh, he may have some hiccups, so to speak, in the league. And it may not be pretty to watch, you know. It may right, not be pretty right. to watch, but it's it's so efficient and and effective and and just it stands out. I I still can remember what those games felt like, you know. I yes. still remember the feeling of reassurance that Mourinho at his best gave me as a fan. Coming off previous managers, previous years, where it was always a question of exactly how much are we going to concede? Are we going to show up? With Mourinho, you had the sense of, oh, I'm in safe hands. That second leg, man, in Germany was, I mean, I I, I just, I would have to Google the exact, um, the exact statistics, but I know Bayer had over 20 shots. <laughs> Uh, I know they had possession of 60% at minimum. That to me was... Bayer had 28 shots. <laughs> that, that for me is football nirvana. Matches like that. Because I can't tell you how many times where Roma go into a match like that and they absolutely piss themselves in every conceivable and manner. misread the situation uh, the, the yes. Liverpool first and, leg remember when they think it's the same the same setup against Barcelona will work against Liverpool and it's like correct. no it doesn't work correct. you have to adapt correct and by the way it, it, not only in their approach uh, tactically but their belief their belief you watch a single match of the Roma of, uh, Gar Garcia it looks like lambs being prepared for the slaughter. I still have in my mind that match against Bayern Munich where it was uh, Roma's defense was a runway. Right. For, for, and remember for Pep Guardiola just, saying Roma are one of my favorite teams to watch. The classic I couldn't do it, yes. Guardiola line. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite yeah, teams. But... I, I draw inspiration from them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. One of his favorite to play against, too. At least in that moment. I, I mean, I, I, I was forever scarred by that. To see Roma go from that to 
what Jose Mourinho did to them. It wasn't about the tactics. It, and by the way, the way he was able to pull things out of guys that you and I expected nothing from, that's that tie against Bayer Leverkusen. Eduardo Bove is the one who scores the lone goal, okay? To send you through and to qual- uh, to secure for you qualification onto the next round. A guy that Jose Mourinho launched. His ability to, and by the way, he was almost forced to do it. It, it was not as if he had many other options. Mo- but most, to show of those, the ball, most of those situations were forced upon him, yes. upon the circumstances. But he could have done the route of Antonio Conte. And he, in fairness, uh, Jose Mourinho, he did do it for about one to two months. Yes, but he, was, he, he dropped he was it, whereas Conte do it. does he it was for, uh, for <laughs> he, he does, but Conte does it for the entire season. Uh, uh, he, he could have complained. He could have moaned and whined. But you know what? Uh, he launched Eduardo Bove, and now we can say what? Uh, of the very few bright spots this season, he's probably the lone one if we want to find anything. So... Uh, for me, that is how I will remember him always to the conference league, the arrival too. There was just something very romantic about it too, especially given you you can't expect yeah, there is always but, going to be. But like, also consider consider the, consider the moment that he came, that arrival, that oh, the, the excitement right. at the Correct. airport. That was after COVID. That was after years of fans not showing up. Remember, there was during Spalletti years, there was all that tension and the booze. And I think um, one well, second, it's an Kurva, in- the Kurva was closed. I, mean, I think the Kurva was closed. It yes, it, it felt it felt like there was a clear disconnect between Roma and its fans. And Mourinho came in like a band aid. He patched it up together. He strengthened it, and. And so there is that. There is the human aspect. There is the success that he was able to bring back to Roma. And then obviously there is also bitter tears, situations that you could have handled better, records that could be prettier. But at the end of the day, he gave us something. It's undeniable. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that Roma gave him something too. Roma made I him. I mean, look at his reaction, before. man. You, uh, clearly, that he was he was touched. Clearly, they put something onto him. Clearly, R- Mourinho, I think, was coming off a long spell where where he was taken for granted. You know, where yes. he was being dismissed. Here, with all the buzz around him, for better or worse, because a lot could be bad. You know, with the way Italian media work, a lot of it was bad, but there was a lot of good. <laughs> there too in how the fans acknowledged his importance to the club and to the way the club is perceived they understood that this guy represented them and honestly i think he did everything he could to represent the club as well as he could have um hence the emotion because he stood right. up for something for for the first time i think in a long time it wasn't a, in his eyes it wasn't about mourinho it was about something else something bigger a club and and that's why i hope that as as roma will certainly remember him there's no denying that uh, along with capello uh, the, the 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 and and luciano spalletti the most successful coach of of this century for roma um i hope that he also has fond memories of us because uh, it's undeniable that a link was built between Roma and Mourinho, and and it's undeniable that it should last uh, an eternity in the eternal city. 100%. And I, I think that's probably the best way to summarize his time at Roma. I, I said at the time when he arrived on the 25 programs I had to do it in the day it happened, I said the same thing. Jose Mourinho and Roma were the ideal match because you had the guy who was very low, as you said, taken for granted. He needed to be loved again. And there's no better place to come where if you ever need a boost to your self-esteem, if you, as long as you are just not a, a, a complete and total shithead, you will be embraced, particularly if you have the name recognition as Jose Mourinho does. There's no better place to come than AS Roma. And it was a perfect marriage between two sets of partners who needed each other. Roma needed Jose Mourinho, as you said, coming off this spell where, I mean, Spalletti, 
the absolute torture that was Paulo Fonseca. We, we know we don't have to regurgitate it, but but not even but not even from a managerial from a managerial standpoint. Those those years were hell because it, it, the, the the stadium was was closed during Fonseca's years. Uh, with Di Francesco, it was on and off. With Spalletti, yeah. there was the whole problem with him and, and Totti. So there was <laughs> so much turmoil. And, and Mourinho found himself in the perfect place. He found himself in the place where he could be Mourinho, where it was he was encouraged to be himself. He was actually being pushed to be the face of a club because the Friedkins, Roma, notoriously shy and quiet, refused to... To, uh, to show themselves. So Mourinho took on that responsibility and for a while he embraced it, I think. Afterwards it became a bit too tiring, a bit too exhausting. But he was allowed to be himself. He was allowed to be the great manager that he is in a place that values him. So I don't know how easy it will be also for him to find something mm. like this. Yes, for Roma, what is will, next for him? Oh. For Roma it will be very difficult to replicate what they had with Mourinho. That's why Daniele De Rossi is such such an exceptional exception. Um, but 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 both parties come out of this highly emotional because yes. both parties needed each other desperately in that summer of 2021. Yes, it was the perfect pairing at the perfect time. Uh, right before we go. Uh, Roma, they just did the photo gallery of uh, the first day of Daniele De Rossi at Roma, and they released a, another photo of Dan Friedkin. So, hey, you and I have another one that yes, we can use yes. for. One more photo for, to be yeah, used seven so, times. So instead of the same four. Um, I don't know what concerns me more. If you look at this photo, uh, I, I don't know what you call this, but when you have the, the pants, the jeans that have the two dual tone I, I don't know what you call it that like acid washed he's got these jeans that I think I wore in 2002 um are those the same jeans that I, Francesco Totti used to wear in 2004 when yeah he just like the very like just yeah yeah I I don't know I don't know if I'm more concerned about that or if I am more <laughs> concerned by Ryan Friedkin no belt um with his suits Wow, they both there's no better, better but, way to end the podcast than to talk but about still, fashion. I, 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 I use these photos as proof family. of life confirmations because uh, yes. I, we just need them every few months. Yeah, we just to need, make yeah, sure. yeah. Every once in a while, it's we, good to see them living and breathing and not just hearing yeah. about them, you know, moving around the empty Correct. halls of Trigoria. Correct. I, I don't need a photo of them holding up the, the today's edition the of Gazzetta yeah. dello Sport. <laughs> I, I prefer this manner. Um, before we go, first match, Daniele De Rossi against Hellas Verona. Yeah. To me, that seems about uh, just about as serious as you can get. He either had to be Hellas Verona or Chievo Verona. Uh, every interim manager has to make their debut against. I'm pretty sure it is written into uh, the decrees of Serie A. Hellas Verona. Yes. Yeah, El Sharawi scoring the back heel. Yep. Yes. Yeah, so there it is. Um, no expectations from me. No, yeah, uh, no just, pressure. On, in my opinion, I mean, it's balls, a must maybe? It's it's a must win, obviously, but there is no pressure. I think the, the, because the pressure <laughs> will be the event itself. It will be the Correct. match itself. Co- will be everything surrounding that match. It will be the story rather than the match. I hope that that uh, De Rossi. See, I even by reflex, I immediately say Mourinho. No, now I have to learn better. I hope that De Rossi and the team. Wow, that feels really weird. I hope that De Rossi and the team are able to tune out the noise. No excuses for the players. No excuses, as always. When it you is only make five a, points, guys. Come on. When you make uh, exactly uh, uh, when you make a managerial switch, there are no excuses for the players. Right? It's correct. it's what you then it, the expectation is for them to react. If you can't react for someone like Daniele De Rossi, if you can't acknowledge the importance that disappointment has in the grand scheme of things, uh, then, I mean, the good riddance when the summer comes, you know? Yeah, like, chapeau, so bye-bye. I hope that the team is able to tune out the noise leading up to this match because the next string of games are perfectly approachable for Roma given the moment okay. they're in. Um, Duh, I'm not even. I'm not even trying. I'm not even, 
I'm not even trying to take into account, uh, into the equation, uh, this uh, friendly that we have in Saudi Arabia in a week's time. <laughs> I mean, does, does, is that still on? Is there, are those? It, I mean, it, you show on. up to Saudi Arabia without Mourinho as your coach. I'm not sure you're going to be able to fly back, you know? like I'm not sure if they're going to take too kindly to it. I think they were ver- looking very forward to that. Um it's not gonna it, it just nothing ends. For me, there is no catastrophe no. <laughs> in sight. What there can be is a lot of scrutiny, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions. Um, but I hope that the team, I'm not expecting people say immediately, well, what does what is De Rossi gonna change tactically? Well, what do you oh, want him to change we're, we're... tactically in a few days? He's still going to play, play the 3-5-2 because you don't just walk into a lineup and say, okay, guys, whatever you learned, now don't do it. No, it yeah, takes By the way, time. tactics aren't the first five problems that this team has had over the past three well, months. Well, no, I, I would I, argue, no, 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 man, would, come on, energy. I, I, I don't need to see Zalewski, you know, I walking about the pitch while Taylor Hernandez is putting one in the back uh, of the neck. Come on. No, no, no. I just need I would, energy. That's it. That's I all I want. I would argue no, John. I would argue no. Tactics Well, okay. Well, here, let me. I, I will put it this way to end it, though. Listen, the, guy, the, the, the guys who have struggled and who have been absolute crap in these last months, man, <laughs> If you are going to be one of those guys who is not giving the energy, who is not showing the fight, who is not Absolutely. showing the spirit, no, no, but if you can do it under Ted Rossi. You are go- you are at you you are, you will be completely exposed under this guy. No, completely. absolutely, 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 But it is there. It is a problem. But right now, the important thing is to get going, get off the ground. You know, blast off because you're sitting there. You're sitting ninth. Yes. You got. You can either go one way or the other. You can go up or down. That's it. There is no in between. This is the moment in the season where these things have to be figured out. Unfortunately, you are dealing with a particularly difficult situation. You have no sporting director. You are yet to appoint it. You <laughs> just sacked your coach. You know you're in between a storm. You have to handle it. You have to protect yourself. Um, I hope the players protect De Rossi. I hope De Rossi protects the players. And most importantly, I hope the fans protect the team instead of turning against it. Because I know that that is particularly tempting, especially when it comes to players and ownership, to just turn yeah, I mean, flat just turn out, on the radios today, them. man. It's, this, it's is the last, this is the last situation that the team needs this kind of stuff. The team still needs that same energy that filled the Olimpico up until now. It is only five points, still within reach. We will see what happens this weekend. Never a dull moment, but we will be here after the match at the weekend. Ciao.